listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey everybody, it's Earth Oddity Podcast with me, I'm John, and this is Tiny. Hello. And we're in a state of mourning. Yes. Um, because Nick Saban retired. It's been bad. I just wanted to say off the top to all my Auburn friends who listen, I haven't read any of your messages or any of your DMs you sent me. I haven't opened any of them because I don't want any part of that. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Stan. <laughs> I, I know you sent me a few. And, yeah, I just can't. I'm not into that right now. Tuscaloosa has just been in the icy clutch of death. Yeah. Right. For the last week or we so. We lost our football coach, and then an ice storm came. Mm-hmm. Hell froze over. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. And people are being very mean online about it. They're taking out 17 years of frustration on us, and they're being rude. I don't like it. So, that's fine. I'm going to be an Alabama fan regardless. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If I was an Alabama fan before Nick Saban, yeah. and I was, right, then I will I will carry on, and this will just be like my dad. He used to tell me about the golden age That's right. of Alabama football and yep. Bear Bryant, and I suppose I will continue on and talk about That's right. the second golden age that I got to bear witness to. My kids haven't known a different coach than Nick Saban. I mean, Mm -hmm. Thomas is 18, so all the rest of them are like, they didn't realize anybody other than Nick Saban could coach at Alabama. (laughs) They didn't even think it was an option. They're like, oh, so we're not going to have a football program anymore? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about the new coach. I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than he lost in the national championship game. He may be good. He may be bad. We'll see how it goes. He has a pretty good record. Sure. Now, now will that translate to the SEC? I, su- I guess we'll find out. The bulk of his like 120 and 15 record or whatever it is came in NI, NAIA school. Right. Which is like smaller than small schools. <laughs> There's basically like 7A high schools in Alabama. It's the same game, though, John. <laughs> it is the same game. It is the same game. And he was playing against equal competition. Yeah. But all I'm saying is I don't know. I'm not anti him or anything. There's some Bama fans out there that don't like him already. He hadn't even coached a game. I was about to say off the bat, every single Alabama fan, we need to temper our expectations. This is a new era, and there will never be another era like the Saban era. Even if Alabama does go out and find, let's say, Kalen DeBoer is just awesome, sure, and he goes on to win seven national championships, that would be great. It's still going to be a different era, right, than what we're accustomed to. So we need to just go ahead and just remember. What things were, which, I mean, he's been there 17 years, sure. so I guess it's hard to think back well, to the uh, the pre-Saban era. But I don't have any trouble different. remembering it. It's yeah, burned in my memory. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen is we'll have a great falling away of the bandwagon fans. Mm-hmm. And that's good. I think that's good. We <laughs> because need, only the true ones will remain. Only the true. True faithful. The truth faithful will, will be here with us uh, going through 
the the valley possibly but you never know there's going to be a lot of apartments for rent (laughs) (laughs) thomas is like of course right when i'm going to alabama coach saver retires and i was like welcome to the club gene stallings like (laughs) left right before i showed up so there you go we got a a decent year one year while i was there so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's fine and i'm not as hurt as bad as some people are. I mean, there's some people a lot seriously torn up about saving leaving. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can have anything but admiration yeah. for what Saban did here. Right. But it's just I know that uh yeah did you see the the tribute that all the fans did at the statue? Oh yeah. <laughs> Those were pretty funny. And people were saying Hey, he's not dead yet. Why right. are y'all doing this? Well, they're mourning the end of an era. <laughs> right. This is yes. the death of a dynasty. Even if Kalen DeBoer or whoever goes right. on to create another one, this is still the dynasty that we have come to know and be accustomed to is over. Right. And that's what people are mourning. Well, I'm going to tell you what, they better not put a Scam Newton jersey on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I, let me pat myself on the back. <laughs> Out of all the tragedy that happened, I did have a post go somewhat viral about welcoming the coach to town. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. You know, I can't figure out how to translate this into any money for me, though. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I need to do. How do you get paid for going viral? The only way that I know to, I mean, you don't get paid for going viral unless you can do it over and over and over. Yeah. And then. This is maybe my third time. I was about to say, and then companies they approach you, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, we need, we want you're you to, funny. You're an influencer. Sure, we want you to to talk about our product. Well, how? Can, why am I not an influencer? I would be a great influencer. <laughs> yeah, but Saban's gone. It's fine. Laugh it up, everybody. He's not gone. Gone though. He's still going to be around, which seems weird to me. I, I don't know. I if thought that's the super- same thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I I'm not in any hurry for him to leave Tuscaloosa. Maybe he'll change his mind. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, but when he said that he was going to keep an office and stay on in an advisor role for the new coach, I thought, oh, I bet the new coach loves that. Yes, right. <laughs> He's up there at, at Well, of course I welcome all of the help he gives me. Also, Coach Saban, I mean, it's customary to give at least a two weeks notice. <laughs> I know. That's a good point. <laughs> like, goodness gracious. Just dropped out of the clouds. It's like, yeah, I'm done, y'all. Which I read an article that said he was like interviewing for open positions on his staff like that morning. Really? And then he, now who knows what's true and what's not. Now, this was an actual news article and they had a team meeting scheduled. And on the way to the team meeting, he was just like, nah, I'm done. Man. Which I kind of respect. Yeah. But you know, if I was going to quit my job after 17 years, I'd probably give a month's notice mm-hmm. and go, look, guys, I'm going to be leaving. We don't have to announce this. Y'all go ahead and start making plans. Yeah, tell your players that that's your last game. You want them to yeah. to leave everything on the field, right. don't you? Sure. But who knows? I mean, I don't know. It's We're getting crushed in the transfer portal. A lot of yeah. players are leaving. A lot of good players are leaving. That's how it goes. I mean, that's the way the system works now. But we might could have mitigated that a little bit if we had some time to plan. So. Moving forward, I don't look Alabama. I think they're still going to be a good program, sure. But I think we're going to be a normal football program. That's what this probably feels like. What everybody else feels like all the time. Yes, the only people who 
feel like we used to feel now is Georgia. So, yeah. And that's fine. And it felt to me like, remember that scene in Toy Story 3 where Woody stands up and he tells all the other toys, look, guys, Andy's going to college. We all knew this was coming. Yeah. And Rex is like, well, yeah, but now it's here. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I agree. We all know that we knew that he was getting older and at some point he was going to retire. But then when it happens, you're like, oh, man, now it's here, though. Yeah, it's here. And that's fine. The I take heart in that the playoffs has expanded to 12 teams. Right. Maybe we can be a top 10, top 12 team every year mm-hmm. or consistently and get in the playoffs and maybe make get on a lucky run. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe we'll go back to dominating the line of scrimmage and playing football and we'll be a top two or three team. I don't know. It's exciting to see what's mm-hmm. going to happen. It's been a long time since I've had to – Really, really stress out about Alabama football. <laughs> Our schedule next year is so hard. It, it, it <laughs> we, is. We that go, may have been why he retired. He's yeah. like, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. We got to play Georgia <laughs> and we go on the road to Tennessee. And yeah, and so hard. But that's how it goes when you're playing with the big boys down here. So Florida State took a lot of our players. So kudos to them. Mm-hmm. They get the ultimate get back for getting, <laughs> getting left out of the playoffs. I respect it. That's enough about Alabama football. That's it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'll start crying. We'll see what happens going forward. But we're we are like you now. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're all the same. We're all the same, <laughs> except for Georgia. Uh, yeah, we're like you now. I understand how all you guys felt. All, all you other years. fan bases. We know you yeah. looked at us. Like a conquering empire. Right. Like we were a social class above you. Yes. But now we're not. No, we're we're Rome. <laughs> we are Rome we, has fallen. We are like you now. We're that's the same. Right. Rome has fallen. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. And we'll be okay. It's fine. Alabama's been good for a long time. People forget that. Sixteen back to back ten win seasons. Yeah. 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 But every coach I think since Bear Bryant has had at least one ten win season, we we won championships, mm-hmm. you know, league championships. We won a national championship with Gene Stallings. We're, we'll be okay. But now we don't have no more SEC championships. We'll be fine <laughs> moving forward. Yeah, we'll still award that. <laughs> We're gonna be good. We're gonna be fine. I'm not worried. I'm a little worried to be honest. <laughs> okay, but it's fine. Now I know what it, it feels like to be mortal again, <clears throat> like everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fine. And in some ways, t- okay, in, uh, this, and now this is, this is me. This is some cope right here, okay? This is some copium. <laughs> Remember how exciting it was when oh, Alabama yeah. was mediocre at best, but then – They'd get on a run and and have a really big sure. win, right? Yeah, we'd be upset Florida, break Prothro's leg in the process. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's uh, there's a little part of me. There's a, there's kind of a, a sweetness there because yeah. you know we're coming from a point now where if we don't beat the team by ten points, then yes. somebody didn't do their job, right? You know, yeah. And I this is my copium. Nick Saban left LSU in such good shape that Les Miles won a national championship. He okay. did. Maybe we'll be okay. You know, I, I don't know. We're going to have to recruit. I mean, it's it's not the X's and O's. It's the Jimmy's and Joe's. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So, 
losing all of our players right now may mean next season is pretty bumpy. We'll see. And then maybe we can maybe we can get some good players in here and continue going forward. I don't know. We'll see. Um I'm still going to be a Bama fan. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's about to say. They're still going to play the game. That's right. They're still going to be cookouts on Saturday afternoons. Right. Yeah, all that. That's not going anywhere. No. The tailgating's not going nowhere. Right. And I'll I'll still be making my stupid jokes on Facebook. <laughs> Win or lose. Yep. So there we go. That's it. That's it. Now, um, it's we live in a frozen tundra right now <laughs> in right. Alabama. That's also another weird thing we need to address. Because the love of Alabama football has grown cold. It's died. <laughs> it's died. <laughs> it's died. But it, yeah, it's been icy in Alabama. A lot of places got snow. Not here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it snowed a little bit on Monday morning. We just got ice. <laughs> yeah, but it was really just ice. And then everybody in the world was scared to drive to work. Yeah. Me and you made it fine, though. Well, I mean, I would have loved to stay home too, but oh no, then I would have missed out on my perfect attendance bonus, and I can't be doing that. <laughs> oh, you so. get a you get a perfect attendance bonus if you have perfect attendance. Then yeah, wow. So hmm, maybe we need to put that on in over at Spiller Furniture. Mm-hmm. Ah, we don't want to pay nobody anything <laughs> extra. <laughs> it's, it's it's not enough to pay guys to come to work. You have to yeah. Pay him a little extra. Well, I, I made it to work both days. You made it to work both days. Mm-hmm. Several of the people that worked for me did not make it to work, though. So, And he's upset about it. I'm not upset about it. <laughs> you seem a little upset about it. I'm saying our first core value is dedicated and committed. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's, our, that's number one on the list is dedicated yeah. and committed. I am dedicated and committed. Right. I wish some people had the same level of dedication that I do. Mm-hmm. But what was I going to do? Stay at home with my kids all day? That's torture. That's, I mean, that's a good point. That is torture. <laughs> I would much rather go to work. My, in my head, I was like, I bet a bunch of other people lay out, and I just get to play on my phone the whole shift. Right. But everybody else showed up, they, too. So they want that bonus. I had, I had to work. I had to work the same way. That's a bunch of men that are like, I don't, school's out. I don't want to stay at home with my kids. Yeah. I let me go to work, make some tires. <laughs> my kids haven't been to school. All right. So, this is how wild the weather is in Alabama. On Friday, they canceled public school because there was tornado threats and severe weather threats. I remember that. Yeah. Then the weekend hit. Then Monday was Martin Luther King Day. They had off. Then the ice storm hit and they canceled school Tuesday and Wednesday. Tomorrow they're starting back school. They've essentially had a whole week off of school. And they'll have to go Thursday and Friday and then get the weekend yeah, again. Right. And then they go Thursday, Friday, and they get the weekend Ugh. again. Which is crazy. But I try not to be an old man and be like back in my day, you know, we walked uphill both ways to school. <laughs> yeah. But it feels like that a little bit. Yeah. They're like, Well, we're canceling school today because they can't stand out in the cold and wait for the bus or whatever. And I was like, Weak. You kids are weak. I remember, I mean, they shut down school for what a whole year. Yeah, for because COVID. of COVID. So. Yeah, that's what I was telling Lily last had, night. Had I been in high school at the time, yeah, I would have been just like, you mean I get to like stay home and play PlayStation all day, right. every day? Yeah, I, I told Libby last night. I was like, you have barely been to school your whole life. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like you're in eighth grade. You've barely been to school or seventh grade. You've barely been to school this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a wonder you can read. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. We got computers to read for us these days, though. So. That's true. You had to read out loud. Speaking to you. of, I've been listening to uh, Empire of the Summer Moon. How you like it? I'm five chapters in. It's nice. pretty good. It's pretty good book. I'm not thrilled about the voice of the guy who's reading it. Do you? That th- said. <laughs> It's fine. It's does it has I'm sure he's done this sometime in the first chapter, but like he'll read uh like a letter from a female mm-hmm. and he like pitches his voice up a little bit <laughs> yeah. when he's reading it. <laughs> right. It bothers me. He doesn't do like a true like female voice, but yeah. it's like not his normal voice. Mm-hmm. And then when he reads one from a man, he like kind of gets this deep booming mm-hmm. voice. I'm like, dude, just read it. No. I just wish like every single uh, and Hey, with AI, maybe this will be possible one day. Yeah. But every single audio book I listen to, I want Dan Carlin reading okay. it. Okay, Dan Carlin would be awesome. <laughs> I want Andrew Dice Clay reading every book ever yeah. that I read. So, Man, I love listening to Dan Carlin. I did find out because uh, uh, Nicole recommended a book on Discord for mm-hmm. me to read. But apparently you only have so many days a month or I guess hours or whatever that you can listen to audio books, which you should be good because I listen to uh, probably one and a half. Oh, on Spotify? Yeah, on Spotify. And you have to wait. So I had to wait 16 days. So into this month, I get to. You get to pick it back up again. I'll start listening to Nicole's book because I haven't. I I hadn't even listened to any of it. It sounds fascinating, though. So, yeah, I got it on the old list. So I'll I'll knock it out. Anyways, let's talk about news. What you got this week? Okay, I got a Bill O'Reilly story. Everybody okay. loves Papa Bill. No spin zone. No spin zone. We're going to talk <laughs> about a dude uh, embroiled in a lawsuit, and we're going to talk about everybody's favorite villain, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> Some would say hero. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say. He has grown on me a lot, honestly. As a... As a I mean, he... Uh, Supposedly, he's a real person. Yeah. But he's like a comic book character. He he's hilarious. He is. And we're on the record. We're a Steve Weeby podcast. Yes. I will I will defend Steve Weeby till the end of time because he came on our podcast. People forget. Yeah, Steve Weeby is the good guy. He is. That said, sometimes, sometimes you, you really kind of love a bad guy. Right. Yes. Yeah, I do. I'm, I may morph into <laughs> Billy Mitchell as I keep growing. I need a haircut. I may just not get it cut and let, <laughs> and let it grow out into his style. I have a uh, story about a Key West ice cream parlor, a story about electronic uh, messages on highways. But I was going to start with this one, the jellyfish UFO. Okay. Have you seen this yet? I have not. This is like the latest uh, UFO military footage that's been leaked online. And this a jellyfish? It it's it's just weird. I'll I'll pull it up for you here in a minute. Did like uh did it get stuck on somebody's leg down the beach? <laughs> uh it apparently haunted Marines for years after the Iraq encounter. Okay. Uh ex Marine Michael Sikoski, he called the supposed UFO the spaghetti monster. That's kind of what it got known uh-huh. as um, which, I mean, the flying spaghetti monster, sure. the Richard Dawkins yeah. thing. Yeah, that's, noted, that's noted a, Christian. <laughs> that's a pretty funny, you know, pretty funny nickname for it. Sure. But the apparent UFO de- de- depicted in the viral video that was leaked last week haunted Marines for years, according to former U.S. Marine, chilling footage of the unidentified anomalous phenomena, which was recorded over a military base in Iraq in 2018, was released by filmmaker Jeremy Corbell. We've talked about him before. Sure. He's the guy who's 
he's leaking all this UFO, stuff. UFOs. Yeah, apparent. Apparently, now he he protects his sources, but like people in the in the military, they're like leaking him stuff all the time. Right, and then once he he says that he tries to make sure that he's not actually compromising any U.S. security over it. Mm-hmm. But if he feels like it's safe, then he puts it out. Okay. And then there's lots of news stories coming out of News Nation and TMZ sure. and all these other places about it. I'm sure Alex gets in on it. Yeah. The strange aerial object looked to change color mid-flight, morphing from black to white to gray. The craft was said to have Lang's legs dangling beneath it, hence the description of it resembling a jellyfish. And now a former Marine, Michael Sikoski, has come forward to say that the supposed UFO, which he and his colleagues called the Spaghetti Monster, was spotted on several occasions near the military base. It kind of just ended up being like a ghost story of the base, he told News Nation. Sikoski's revelations come amid a spate of UFO-related news. One congressman has recently claimed that there is U.S. governmental UFO cover-up and extraterrestrial whistleblower Meanwhile, canceled his scheduled appearance on the popular Joe Rogan podcast amid security fears. I wasn't familiar. I, I didn't know that. Huh? Uh, I, don't, I have no clue. Uh, Sikoski said that he believed the craft wasn't threatening, but despite this military personnel were tasked with keeping track of it. It didn't seem to be posturing to threaten us at all, he said. I believe some Marines were tasked to find it and they kept an eye on it, but it wasn't like they, they were scrambling to defensive positions. The ex-Marine was asked whether he felt the flying object was non-human in origin. In place of any other explanation, he said that crossed my mind because of the theories that we didn't fully explain it. The released video only shows a portion of the original 17-minute runtime, but he admitted to one of his colleagues, a fellow team member, saw multiple recordings of the UFO. It ended up being like a ghost story of the base. However, Sikoski refuted one of Corbell's claims about the craft shooting out of a nearby lake at a 45-degree angle. There isn't a whole lot in the rest of the video. It seemingly continued to into the distance, and it got smaller and smaller, whether that was because the sensor was zooming uh, out or it was getting further away, I don't know. But at no point could you see it drop into the water and shoot off into the sky, as some others have claimed. Now, you're just going to have to go. I mean, you can Google it. Yeah. But uh, here's the video right here. Check out this thing. Now, the reason it looks like it's changing colors is because it might actually be changing temperature. This is shot on thermal. So bizarre. That's an angel. You know what it looks like? Everybody knows it's an angel. You know what it looks kind of like to me? It looks like the uh, Empire's probe, the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Remember those little things at the beginning on the Ice Planet Hoff? I mean, I, I've seen it, but I don't I don't remember the details. Well, that's what it looks like to I me. I remember him cutting open a cow and getting inside of it. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, at the beginning of the movie, the Empire shoots out these little droids. That's what it kind of looks like to me. Huh. So. Yeah, I would think either, to me, that looks like a power armored suit, you know, like a flying <laughs> yeah. Iron Man suit or something. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it could be. It also looks, I mean, it's just kind of floating along at a uniform speed. It almost resembles like a balloon or something. Yeah. But it being, you know, well, not being over a military see- base, yeah. I, I don't th- I mean, surely they would have. Well, it's been able to f- determine if it was just a balloon. Like I said, it's an angel. 
<laughs> angel. They're, they're, he's over there in Iraq. They got one under the Euphrates. It says so in Revelation. <laughs> Bound under the Euphrates. He's going through the sixth trumpet, I believe. So. Yeah, have you ever, uh, you know, biblical angels? Oh, they're terrifying. I was about to say, we we when we draw them in art and you yeah. see pic- paintings that people have painted of angels, they're the cherubim that, yeah. are, that were described to Moses that he was supposed to like put on the tabernacle and stuff. Right. That's what we're seeing. But there was a lot of angels that were seen by the prophets yeah. that were oh yeah, all kinds of Super weird. scary. Yeah. So. And most of them start out with, hey, be not afraid. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I'm freaking you out. Meanwhile, now. it's covered in eyes <laughs> yeah, and it's wings, flaming, six, six, wings. Wing, six yeah. flaming wings. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, look, don't, don't freak out. All Some right? of them have four faces. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. That footage is compelling. Mm-hmm. I'll say that much. And I, I don't know. Oh. He has another another uh it's now it's a different one, but he also released some other footage. They're calling it the chandelier. Oh. It was just kind of similar. It yeah. just looks similar to that. Well, that's angels, of course. Everybody <laughs> knows that. <laughs> I mean, I will say there is as much evidence for them being angels as there is them being aliens. Terrestrial. As there is them being time travelers. Sure. Ultra terrestrial, whatever. Right. Point is we don't we just have we have no idea. Well, I, it's probably nothing. This is all a huge uh, government psyop. As possible, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's how it goes. I feel like uh, it, it, imagine all the UFO conversation is one great giant roundtable. I don't think anyone can be excused from the table yeah, at right. this point. We don't have enough as evidence yeah. to to tell anyone to leave. I just know if I was like, in the seventies or whatever, said I saw a UFO and everybody called you crazy. Mm-hmm. Like today, I'd be like, in your face, yeah. All y'all owe me an apology. <laughs> I need an apology right now. Yep. Yeah, that's the only thing you can do. Agreed. Well, let's talk about another alien. Okay. Bill O'Reilly, he's a lizard alien. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen the footage. Bill O'Reilly is outraged after a school district pulls his books under Florida law he supported. Okay. I wonder which books. That's grooming kids, clearly. (laughs) Really grooming them to be conservative. Yeah. Uh, Conservative commentator Bill O'Reilly fumed against a Florida school district's decision to pull two of his books while officials determine whether they run afoul of a state law he supported. Escambia County School District has at least temporarily removed more than 1,000 titles from its shelves because those books have been alleged to contain pornography or obscene descriptions uh, or depictions of sexual conduct. Those include O'Reilly's Killing Jesus, A History in Killing, uh, Killing Jesus, A History and Killing Reagan, The Violent Assault That Changed the Presidency. So I'm sure. I've never read those violence. books, but I just assume there's tons and tons of sex. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I mean, the number one selling book of all time pretty much well documents the killing of Jesus. I'll say that much. Yeah. I don't know that we got to write another book on it. They've made movies about it. So <laughs> more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of them. So. I've seen Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched The Chosen? 
Speaking no, of Jesus shows. I need, I need to watch it. I've heard a lot of people tell me it was really good. Not only have I heard a lot of people tell me it's good, like a lot of times you hear that like some oh, Christian yeah. production is good, and you're like, yeah. well, as Christians, we have to like it. I heard a lot of people say Fireproof was good. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But I've heard a lot of people who aren't Christian right, that's say that saying. they like it too. Yeah, so. people that I... Uh, that I trust their opinion mm-hmm. on who aren't necessarily They're biased. Yeah. Super biased. Say, have said it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I need to watch it. So I have seen some of the first season. I mean, I kind of fall but, on the same line as I do about passion of the Christ, which I've never seen. I've already read the book. <laughs> like, <laughs> You've never seen to, passion of the Christ. No, huh? I will never watch it. Okay. Well, yeah. don't watch it then. Now I've just made it to a point in life that I haven't watched it for so long, mm-hmm. I've refused to watch it now. So, but yeah. I know I you're not a fan of, uh, of like, violence. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see how you might not want to. Just the stuff <laughs> written in the Gospels <laughs> makes my stomach uneasy. Right. I can't watch all that. On, I'll throw up. I will say it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's an eye-opener. Yeah. The Romans were brutal. They were. They noted brutal. And then it's over with, kind of like Alabama football. I don't want to go back to that. All right. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who got trounced in the Iowa caucus, by the way. Uh, He's still coming second. Yeah, he did. He was excited about it, too. Did you listen to his speech? Yes. It's like, take that, Nikki Haley. (laughs) He signed the law in March 2022. Unfortunately, we've seen some books in some of these libraries. I mean, you're talking about kids in middle school. Some of the stuff that has ended up there is incredibly, incredibly disturbing stuff, DeSantis said at the time. Reach for comment by Newsweek on Friday. O'Reilly expressed his displeasure. It's absurd, he told the publication. Preposterous. He added, when DeSantis signed the book law, I supported the theme because there was abuse going on in Florida. There were far-left progressive people trying to impose an agenda on children. There's no doubt about it, and the state has an obligation to protect children. But the wording of the law was far too nebulous in Tallahassee. So that law needs to be tightened up. DeSantis needs to come out publicly and say, this is insane. We're not going to cooperate with this, and we're going to investigate the people who did it. O'Reilly said he still supports the law, but added that the removal of his books is an abuse of the law. I want to emphasize the fact that there are abuses in certain school districts that harm children. There are materials that are inappropriate. And those materials have to be specifically included in the law with language that is very specific, he said. Um, the pundit wrote on Twitter slash X where uh, where he wrote on Twitter, this will not stand. So O'Reilly's unhappy that his little law bit him in the butt. Yeah. I applaud the liberals who did this. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's a great little get back. I would like to see the passages that cause I have never read any of those books. I've that never you mentioned. read a book by Bill Roe O'Reilly in my life. It, same here. I could not think of a worse torture. So I have no idea, but I would like to see the excerpt that yeah. they say breaks the. I'm sure it's just <clears throat> normal violence, gun violence, and stuff like that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, who's the guy who shot Reagan? Hinckley? Oh, uh, I think yes. it was Hinkley. Yes, it was. Yeah, he's, he's out. out now. Yeah, yeah, he's out living for. He's playing guitar on YouTube mm-hmm. now. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure he's just talking about him planning and you know his motivation, and he's probably said some gruesome stuff in some interviews and mm-hmm. all that. 
whatever. You know, kids see worse than that on TV. But they also see some pretty bad sexual stuff on TV, too, these days. So, Well, again, if this was in, like, an elementary school, I think yeah. it's probably for the best. Yeah, you I know? agree. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I don't think any books should be banned, at least from society at large. But I'm on board about let's not let's not keep them in a like in schools, some stuff you know. I would say all libraries need to be age appropriate. That's a good point. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, and and just leave it at that, mm-hmm. and let the populace of whatever town or school district or whatever make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, every so often it comes up they want a ban to kill a mockingbird. It's got some dicey language in it right but that, that's kind of part of the whole theme of the book or no, like huck finn yeah right <laughs> no one with a brain wants to ban those and all of us with a brain when some idiot stands up and goes we need to ban those needs to just like shout them down and be like no these are like literary works of art mm-hmm. you, you're reading them in the wrong context if there's a a book about teaching five-year-olds about sex positions or something, we should all probably be like, no, nah, let's let's keep that. Let's wait till a little bit later. Yeah. You know? They need to be sexually mature before they can they, read that when they're 18. Yeah. They need to be sexually mature before they learn about the wheelbarrow. You know? <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Let's all be smart and use some common sense. Cause I agree we shouldn't go banning books at all, really. Mm-hmm. But they need to be age appropriate. Right. You don't put like Dante's Inferno in your elementary school library yeah you put that in your high school library yeah you put that in your high school library great read by the way it's Mm -hmm. very fun it's just a fun book i made it about a third of the way through i read it all my senior year of high school and then i was like i'm more confused after reading this than i was before reading it i'm not exactly sure i understand what this book is about you know i originally started reading that you know expecting good good laugh yeah but for a book T- subtitled The Divine Comedy. Not, it's not funny not at all. funny at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, wow. All right, this was different than I expected to be. All right, well, speaking of banning stuff, you know what else the feds are banning? Oh, everything? Humorous electronic messages on highways. Okay. We got to protect you from jokes. Yeah, can't have jokes out there. Can't have people be happy. I mean, you know what? Uh, conservatives are right. They are trying to ban comedy. <laughs> This woke stuff's getting out of control. Uh, this comes from uh, the AP. It's no joke. Humorous and quirky messages on electronic signs will soon disappear from highways and freeways across the country. The U.S. Federal Highway Administration has given states two years to implement all the changes outlined in its new 1,100-page manual released last month. Boy, I bet that's a page turner. Uh, yeah including rules that spells out how signs and other traffic control devices are regulated. Administration officials said that overhead electronic signs with obscene meanings, references to pop culture, or those intended to be funny, wow, if you just meant to be funny, uh, they will be banned in 2026 because they can be misunderstood or distracting to drivers. Come on. You can't laugh and, and drive at the same time. Yeah. You better turn off Rick and Bubba. You better turn off this podcast. <laughs> this hilarious Don't podcast. Don't listen to Earth Oddity while you're driving, please. <laughs> the, the podcast <clears throat> the government's trying to ban. That's yes. what we need to lean on. Absolutely. They're trying to take us out. The agency, which is which is part of the U.S. Department of Transportation, said signs should be simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear. 
and only be used for important information such as warning drivers of crashes ahead, adverse weather conditions, and traffic delays. Seatbelt reminders and warnings about the dangers of speeding or driving impaired are also allowed. Among those that will be disappearing are messages such as Use your blinker. <laughs> what's wrong with that? In Massachusetts. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Quote, visiting in-laws, slow down, get there late. <laughs> From Ohio. <laughs> Don't drive, star-spangled hammered. <laughs> from Pennsylvania. It's beautiful 4th of July. Yeah. Hocus Pocus Drive with Focus from New Jersey and uh, Hands on the Wheel, Not on Your Meal from Arizona. See, those are all good. Yeah. Well, not not come 2026. That's hurting no one. Right. None of that is affecting anyone. Mm-hmm. This is somebody, an unelected bureaucrat. Yeah whose job it is to come up with rules so they can justify getting a paycheck coming up with this stupid rule. <laughs> Arizona has more than 300 electric signs above its highways. For the last seven years, the State Department of Transportation has held a contest to find the funniest and most creative messages. Anyone could submit ideas drawing more than 3,700 entries last year. The winners were seatbelts always pass a vibe check. Okay. That's that one. I mean, I get it winning. Yeah. If you got a bunch of old people picking the winners. That's why this that right there is why they had to say intended to be funny. Right. Because they couldn't ban that one for being funny. Sure. <laughs> that, well, they had like a bunch of old people going, the kids are gonna love this one. <laughs> I heard my nephew saying vibe check at Thanksgiving. This yes. is gonna be great. Uh, also, I'm just a sign asking drivers to use turn signals. Okay. Again, fair enough. Yeah, you tried. I mean, yeah, it ain't the funniest <laughs> thing ever, but not everything's a home run. That's true, but out of thirty-seven thousand, you'd think there'd or be thirty-seven hundred. I, yeah. I, I figured there'd have been some better ones than that. Yeah, the humor part of it, we we kind of like. Said State Representative David Cook, a Republican from Globe, told Phoenix TV station CBS Five, "I think in Air, I think in Arizona, the majority of us do, if not all of us." Uh, he said he didn't understand the fuss. I agree. Yeah. Why are you trying to have the federal government come in and tell us what we can do in our own state? Prime well, example that the federal government is not focusing on what they need to be. Okay, I agree with that. But your state agreed to take federal highway funds. So now mm-hmm. you're on the hook and you got to do what daddy big government says. And big daddy can come in and say right. no more jokes. Unless you want to, I mean... You want to go the state's rights route? <laughs> we tried that once. It did not work out well. You can't attempt it again. Yeah. Maybe Which, it'll go different next time. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, speaking of federal government, Texas has like put their National Guard on the border. And they're like, it's our border. We're going to do what we want to do now. I didn't like, know, no, I didn't know that. Homeland, Department of Homeland Security is like, no, it's our border. And y'all need to stand down. And Texas is like, no. If it's your border, then enforce it, please. Yeah, right. And they're like, yeah, that's what they're saying. It's like, no, y'all aren't doing your job, so we're going to do it for you. Huh. And the federal government is suing Texas over it. Oh, wow. Yeah. For for yeah. what, sending the National Guard to the border? Yeah, right. So this is how civil wars start. Man. I mean, we've seen it before. Over stupid stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, the... Department of Homeland Security should probably secure the border. They're getting closer to it. The more they keep shipping migrants up to these cities in the north, 
they're they're getting closer to it. People, I saw a, a dude that was like, he was in Chicago, and he was like, "We're using all our money on these migrants." <laughs> <laughs> like that's supposed to be going to the black people in Chicago. He's an African American yeah. man. Yeah, he was fired up about it. What a sounds like sounds kind of racist to yeah. me. Well, I mean, he's slowly becoming conservative. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were reading some Gallup polls, and they were talking about how immigration is no longer a conservative issue. Yeah, it's just an issue. It's an issue, and now that's why we're seeing so many people on the left. Right. Kind of flip on that. Yeah. Before you were a racist. Yes. If you believed in any kind of border security whatsoever. Yeah. You were racist, you were xenophobe, racist. all yeah. that bigot, everything. Yeah. But all it took was just sending some a few busloads of people to these sanctuary cities. And everybody's <laughs> like, hey, this isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Maybe we don't want to be a sanctuary yeah. city. Texas is there like, yeah, we've been dealing with this for like 20 years, y'all. We've yeah. been telling y'all. We just need some help. Like this isn't the way. You know, hey, we won't. We're fine with people coming to America, just having them flood across the border, and then we're having to spend money and resources mm-hmm. to help them. It's not how we do it. It's not how we're doing it. We're not helping anybody in this. We're mm-hmm. really hurting more people than we're helping. So, yeah, sounds to me like all those bus tickets was money well spent. I mean, I, I did not agree. First of all, I think it's the funniest thing, like political stunt ever done. <laughs> when they dropped them off in Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> when they were all like, oh, yeah, we're a sanctuary city in Martha's Vineyard, bunch of rich white people. And oh, then here you go. <laughs> bunch of rich white people and Obama. And then we drop a bunch of migrants there and they're like, not like that, y'all. We, we were not meaning that. We don't have the infrastructure. Yes, right. We can't. <laughs> we can't house these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then they're like, "Well, that's fine. We'll send them to New York, Chicago, and everywhere else, and Denver, and all of that." Yeah, that's what y'all get. Y'all ask for it. Mm-hmm. They're like, "We're not going to prosecute illegal immigrants in our city because we love everybody." And it's like, "Well, go, go yeah. there." We're like, "Here you go, guys. They love y'all up there." <laughs> and then it's like crushing those cities. I don't think it's a good plan. We shouldn't be sending people here illegally further into the country. You know, we should stop them from coming illegally and then figure out how to streamline the process to let them come in mm-hmm. and become a citizen. Yeah. I'm all for that. Because I was about to say, you know, good, hardworking people, we need is all of them we can yeah, get. Absolutely. Yeah. We're a capitalist economy. We need them. Mm-hmm. Look at all the people who didn't come to work because ICE is on the road now. <laughs> I bet you if they were our Latin brothers and sisters, they would have been right on in there working with us. I didn't see a Mexican restaurant closed. I'll tell you that much. Mm -hmm. They were open. So all I'm saying is we need a better immigration process. We need to secure our border and we need a better immigration process. Yeah, I don't think we can. And we, I don't think we can have immigration reform until we secure the border. Right. Yeah, that's the first. That's yeah, got to be step, step one. one. Step right. one, we don't have people just flooding over here, and we yeah. have no idea who they are, right. where they come from, yeah. or anything. Or anything like that. And then from there, we can be like, okay, well, now, how do we safely you know, streamline the process? Yeah, streamline this. We want to make it a quick, maybe seven-day process, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know why we can't set that goal. We're Americans. We we went to the moon, allegedly. So, yeah, yeah let's have a seven-day goal of vetting this out mm-hmm. and then allowing them to come into our country. And and th- uh, this may be slightly controversial, but the, the, Im- the illegal immigrants that we already have in this country, 
I think they need some kind of path to citizenship. Well, now you sound a lot Reagan. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know if we can just grant blanket amnesty to all of them, yeah. but they that does kind of land them in this kind of legal limbo right. where they're not they're not citizens of this country, but they're living here. Sure. But they don't have access to, you know, right. certain public services they need, things like that. Yeah. I think there does need to be some kind of process where it's like, hey, you know what? You or your parents, y'all broke the law, but you're here now. Yeah. yeah. I, it would be way too expensive for us to just massively deport all these people. Right. And yeah. probably not good for us either. Well, I, this is going to, you know, I'm not a runner for president, but I do think it would be a good idea to put maybe a 20 year, you know, pause on birthright citizenship or mm-hmm. something like that. I, I, I think birthright citizenship is a good thing, but to help stem the tide of people coming here because they know like, Hey, if I have my kid here, they're a U.S. citizen. Get an anchor baby. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not blaming them for that. I'm saying if we're like, Hey, that's no longer, we're going to figure out what we're going to do here to Mm -hmm. make all this work. Like granting not amnesty, but having a path citizenship for people who had a child here. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my, Son's one of Hudson's very best friends is an anchor baby, you know, mm-hmm. and his his family's great, hardworking people. They're good folks. I love them, you know, and we benefit having them here. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to kick them out. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be smart for all these people coming here to go look. If this was your plan, it's not going to work, you know. Right, right now, you know, we'll, we'll put it back in place once we get everything figured out, and and roll from there. I don't. They're not going to let me and you figure it out. No. They don't want us to figure it out. The cartel is paying so much money to get these people to keep our border open. I don't know why no one thinks about that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're bribing politicians left and right, I guarantee you. I don't want to sound like Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> they have too much money not to. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense for this to be such a controversial issue yeah. if that's not the case. Right. And we got fentanyl. <clears throat> Flowing across the border, mm-hmm. killing hundreds of, I don't know, how many thousands of people a day. We need to do something about it. Instead of just sitting around here, they've turned it into a political issue, which means nothing will ever happen. Explain to me, fent- I don't know enough about fentanyl. I know that it's, it's a drug that they used to cut other drugs. Yeah, well, fentanyl is a really powerful painkiller. Okay. And so, yeah, they will put it with other drugs mm-hmm. so they can lower their cost of production because you can get it pretty cheap. This right. Is, I don't know a lot about fentanyl. I was about to say, hypothetically speaking, is that not killing their their market, or is their market just There's so huge? There's always going to be a market. Okay, it's, it don't matter how many junkies yeah. they they right. get to OD. Yeah, there's still going to be people buying it, unless the United States would do like a radical thing and go, "We're going to legalize, you know, Schedule One narcotics or whatever," mm-hmm. and now you can go to a dispensary and get your cocaine or heroin or something like that. I don't think that's a good plan. But <laughs> right. I think that's the only way you're like, well, th- your work, your line of work doesn't work anymore. Right. You know, for the cartels. Hmm. Yeah. People love drugs. Love There's it. always going to be. There's, you know, the same for meth, same for crack. You know, people know it's bad. They still do it. Right. Crack's been bad for forever. There's still people on crack. You would think at some point in time you would kill off everyone who wanted to do crack. No, we're still making new crackheads every day. <laughs> That's how good crack is. You just got to get them to try it once. That's all you need to do. Yeah. And 
drug users are adventurous people. They will try it every once in a while, and then they're like, I like what this makes me feel. If only Earth Oddity Podcast was that addictive. <laughs> yeah, no, it, we need to <laughs> sprinkle some fentanyl on these episodes. <laughs> but it's gotten to the point now, like, none of this existed in my wilder days, at least that I was aware of, that, like, drug users... The, your casual drug users buy like test kits to make sure like the cocaine they're getting it can cut with fentanyl. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. It's wild. Man. That's how dangerous it is to do Remember drugs. the day. Remember the days when you could just you could, you just, could trust your drug yeah, dealer to right. sell you the worst it was cut with was like baby <clears throat> laxative or something like that. Yes. And you had to run <laughs> in the middle of a good time. <laughs> that was the worst we had to worry about. And now it's this. And they do it like ketamine and stuff like that. They'll cut that with it. It's 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 just I sad. And we're doing nothing, I don't think. Mm-hmm. At all. Because they're all on the tape from the cartels. Right. Yeah. That's my working theory. Hmm. I, they would let me talk in front of Congress. I would tell them all that. And then they And would, then nothing would happen. Well, they would shoot me in the back of the head and call it a suicide. So, yeah. Cuz I'm right. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about another guy who's got his feelings hurt. Like I got my feelings hurt over the border. I didn't mean to derail the sign talk, Tiny. No, no, no. I, I was done. <laughs> I'm sorry. A man sues 27 women after Facebook users call him clingy and psycho. Okay. It ne- sounds like something a clingy psycho person <laughs> would do. Nico D'Ambrosio filed a complaint against a long list of individuals and platforms seeking damages he alleges he incurred because of a, a quote, are we dating the same guy Facebook group? Uh-oh. The ladies are getting smart out there, fellas. <laughs> he's from Chicago, and he's suing 27 women, one man, 20 different parts of a Facebook corporation, Meta, Patreon, GoFundMe, and the website AreWeDatingTheSame.com claiming they're responsible for damages incurred when women posted online about alleged negative experiences they had on dates with him in the Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group. Wow. What did Patreon do? I, maybe there's How'd a... they get in on I'm it? sure there's a podcast and they have a Patreon. Uh-huh. You know, if if something like this kicked off in the Earth Audio Facebook group. <laughs> that would be huge for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can because we, people would be like, wait, who? Who is... What is this? Let me check it out. Yeah. Yeah. We need somebody to sue us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say Sandy Hook was real. (laughs) I know you want me to. I'm not going to say that. Uh, There are hundreds of uh, groups on Facebook for major cities around the world of the Are We Dating the Same Guy groups on Facebook for major cities around the world and a standalone website that acts as a searchable database for finding or adding entries about dates with men and women. I need to maybe check see if Deidre's on there. (laughs) In the Facebook groups, the first of which started in 2022 in New York City, people post someone's name and image and uh, and then, like, quote, any T or red flags. And others can respond with their experiences with that person. In D'Ambrosio's case, uh, according to his complaint, women use the Chicago group to say he's clingy and he ghosted them after sleeping with them. What a what a king. <laughs> He's been posted here before. The poster said he sent her a slew of texts calling her names because she didn't want to spend the night with him. 
Uh, one commenter said of him, according to the screenshots from the group, and he included that he included as exhibits in his complaint, another commenter called him a psycho. According to the complaint, he and the woman who originally posted about him met organically at a cultural event in Chicago and briefly communicated with one another. Plaintiff and defendant engaged in consensual sexual intercourse on the evening they first met. Come on, y'all. <laughs> you got to make him work for yeah, it. Yeah, make him work. Don't just give it away. I know. Yeah. Um, the party spent brief. <laughs> Where were all these girls when I was young? Yeah, right. <laughs> The party spent brief periods of time together. Well, they hadn't been ruined by the internet, number one. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. They spent a brief periods of time together on a handful of occasions which were unremarkable. The parties never engaged in an exclusive dating relationship. The defendants broadcast their outrageous, cruel, and malicious lies about the plaintiff with knowledge that the statements were false or with reckless disregard as to whether or not they were true. He filed his complaint on Monday in district court in the northern the district court for Northern Illinois, and is claiming one count each of defamation, intentional infliction of emotional distress, invasion of privacy by false light, civil liberty for doxing, misappropriation, unjust enrichment, and public disclosure of private facts. He requests a trial by jury. He claims that he has suffered and will continue to suffer significant general, actual, consequential, and special damages, including, without limitation, impairment of reputation and standing in the community, personal humiliation, mental anguish and suffering, emotional distress, anxiety, lost earnings, and other pecuniary loss. Lost earnings? Yeah. Has he got women paying him for the D? He's gonna be like, <laughs> he's gonna be like, it was so bad I couldn't go to work. You know. <laughs> you know, I was in such a mental state. So that, basically he's just mad that everybody knows he's a man whore. Really yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and I don't know how he's expecting to get a date with anyone again if mm-hmm. they know he's gonna sue them for saying, yeah. Hey, this guy's a psycho. He slept with me and then, you know, didn't ever talk to me again, or you know, he called me a fat B word because I wouldn't sleep with him or you know, yeah, you know how I, stupid I say, dudes are. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Sluts have been dealing with this for years. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like women have been doing this, they've been getting Crapped on like this for a long time. Yes. You could take it too. Maybe be a decent dude. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I would, that would be the advice I give to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can't say that at one point in my life, if a woman wanted to sleep with me on the first date, I would say no. <laughs> but you should have said no. Right. If it saves you a lot of trouble in all this. And don't be a baby. You yeah. Know? Like that's the biggest thing. I know I'm old fashioned, but back in my day, you had to pledge your undying love for the rest of your life to one woman <laughs> just to, to get, get the nookie. Just to get in her pants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people have been using the I love you trick for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but some of us take it to the extreme measures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this dude's a baby. And if I was his friend, I would call him a baby. Now, I'm sure he's just like, I'm just going to get a paycheck out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking to get. A settlement, which makes him even weaker to me. I hope he doesn't, because the legal president that this could set yeah, for all man whores to come for, after people. Sure. I mean, the picture of him is not great, but he ain't a bad-looking dude. I mean, he looks like 
somebody that some girl in my oh yeah Facebook friends would would definitely post a picture you, of and talk you, about how great he is, how special he yeah. is, and then six weeks later they're broke up. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. <laughs> It's a good thing God didn't make me like tall and muscular and attractive. <laughs> I would have been, they would have been posting about me on Facebook. <laughs> he knew I couldn't handle that power. Yeah. He was like, let's just make him a normal, <coughs> a normal old dumpy little dude mm-hmm. and give him a sense of humor. Well, John, do you like ice cream? I love ice cream. Would you pay $250 for ice cream? No. Uh, Key West Ice Cream Parlor has a $250 ice cream bar on their menu. Oh, an ice cream bar? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to have to be three scoops at least for $250. I mean, it's got to be made out of like, you know, some kind of special cat dookie or something for me to pay that <laughs> sure. kind of money. Right. <laughs> What's that, Cafe Luwak, the coffee? <laughs> yeah, I've heard yeah. of that. Yeah. I don't ever want to drink any, though. <laughs> I mean... Me either. I, I mean, I would if I didn't know about it. But now I know about it, I can't. Uh, this reminds me of the old Eddie Murphy bit. I got some ice cream, and you can't <laughs> have none because you can't afford it. But this is real life, and it's here in Florida. The Key West Ice Cream Parlor, Doozy, spelled D-O-O-Z-E-E, Bespoke Ice Cream Bar, is located at 123 Duval Street in Key West, Florida, and they have the most expensive ice cream bar in the world. It's called the T-O-A-K, with like a little apostrophe in the middle of it, the TOAC. Okay. The TOAC bar. And if you can handle the $250 price tag, it does seem like quite a treat. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> At Doozies, the bar uh, tender will make you one custom. Oh, they call them bartenders. How about that? They will make you one custom to order, first by using their luxury vanilla bar and then dipping the bar into a premium chocolate coating. Next up, the bartender picks up a Hermes spoon. Uh, How's that different from regular spoon? I have no idea. Uh, To scoop up shaved morsels of the most expensive and rarest chocolate in the world, Toac chocolate, and places it right onto the bar. And then they cover the bar with an edible two, 24 car- uh, gold carrot leaf on top of it, and then uh, they top it off with sugar diamonds. Okay. I didn't think you were supposed to eat golden diamonds. Yeah. I- what are they selling this to dragons? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a drumstick over this any day. <laughs> yes. You know? Or those old-fashioned Flintstones pull-ups, sure. push-ups. Yeah, push-ups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, right before Christmas, uh, they're on Duval, one block north of Sloppy Joe's and Irish Kevin's. If you're looking for a treat with a smaller price tag, the $250 ice cream bar isn't the only thing on the menu. Uh, Jim Epstein, not no. that Epstein. No. This is his brother. <laughs> his brother. Uh, the owner says, if customers do not have the big bucks to spend on the Toac bar, this place is filled with unique Wonka-like wonders for everyone, including a three a $3.50 cup of frozen yogurt, or you can make a doozy bar, one of the favorite, one of the favorites, which is a Mr. Beast chocolate almond bar. A Mr. Beast? Mr. Beast. A signature Mr. Beast. Yeah. I heard if you eat it, it gives your family half a million dollars. <laughs> and cures your blindness. <laughs> right. There are 24 different toppings to choose from, and you can add them on your Key West ice cream bar. 
What does the owner Jim Epstein go for? Uh, I would like I like the white chocolate and flaming hot Cheetos with a white chocolate drizzle. <laughs> that sounds like something you order after a night at Sloppy Joe's. Ha! Huh? Other unique extra toppings include Dom Per. Is that some kind of liquor? Yeah, Dom Perignon gummy gummy bears, organic rose petals. You eat those? I, I don't know. I thought you just sprinkle those over the bed on <laughs> Valentine's. Uh, and 24 karat gold flakes. Even if you'd rather keep it simple, I still recommend adding the skull and bone sprinkles or Captain Crunch. Each bar is completely customizable and made to order. Anyway, it just goes on and on. It, at this point, it kind of turns into an advertisement for the place. Sounds great, but yeah, man, I'm not paying two hundred fifty dollars for ice cream. And me either. Even if I had crazy money, I don't think I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I like ice cream enough to spend that much money. Mm-hmm. On it. I don't know that I like. Well, I've spent two hundred fifty dollars on a meal before, so I can't say I don't like food that much. But mm-hmm. just for ice cream, no. That's for the weird people in Key West. Right. They've always been weird. I heard. I mean, I guess it's just a way to flex on people. Yeah. Like, right. I got so much money that I can do this. I heard this is why Ernest Hemingway killed himself. <laughs> he didn't have $250. Uh, Tara told me that there was some place in New Orleans or something. You can get like a, what do they sell? Beignets. Yeah. That, but it comes with like a diamond ring in it or something. Oh, and for it's real? like crazy. Huh. Again, it's that only. Cafe Du Monde. She's talking about Cafe. That's maybe. the most famous beignet place maybe. down there. Huh. I think it's something that's on the menu kind of just as a Yeah, like a just kind of a hey, look at this thing on the menu. Right. You can read about it and it's neat or whatever. And every once in a while a celebrity will come in and, and, and order, order one. But Huh. That's wild. <clears throat> that's <throat> New Orleans. Of course it's gonna be a fake diamond ring. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows that. Don't trust anybody in New Orleans. Everybody knows that. Well, yeah, I don't know that I would ever order this. I would probably go in and make them make it for me and then be like, oh, I left my wallet in the car. I'll be right back, guys. Let me run to the restroom real quick. <laughs> That's right. Dine and dash. They ring it up. I'm like, how much you say it was? Oh, I left my wallet. It's. I'll be right back. Just hold on to that right there for me. I'll be right back. Yeah. That's a classic move. Yeah, I'm going to give you back the golden diamonds, but it's going to take me 24 hours to get them back. Yeah, just let me hold on to this right here. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, what is it? A fool and his money will be quickly parted. Yeah, soon parted. Yeah. Which, okay, real quick, you know, you see, you know, celebrities, you know, on TV, and they're buying like, you know, multiple properties and yeah. like this crazy jewelry and they're spending money on all these cars and all this other stuff. And we all think that they're just, you know, party and they're just balling. And then they are. Yeah. But some of that is they're diversifying their wealth. Sure. Because right. if you're holding on to American dollars, the government or the Fed insures that up to 250000 Right. After that, you're just out. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, the, you can put it in different banks. Well, still, though. Yeah. Like, you're only guaranteed, like, so much of that. So, it makes, if you, if you have $10 million, it makes sense yeah. to... Well, as as you do, hang on to a bunch of gold. Sure, have real estate. Yeah, buy real estate. Yeah, diversify your wealth that way. Yeah, right. But it doesn't make a lot of sense, at least to me, to diversify your wealth by putting it into like an ice cream bar yes. or a beignet. No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Well, yeah, I don't. I'm not planning on going to Key West anyway, so mm-hmm. I, I doubt I'll ever have a chance to eat it. So. 
Let's talk about the king. Okay. It's time to talk about the king. Billy Mitchell. All right, let me just start <laughs> off. Because we may have picked up like two new listeners since the last time we <laughs> right. talked to Billy talked Billy Mitchell talk. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters, it used to be on YouTube for free. You it go, probably still is. It, it's, yeah. It is not a new movie. No. It came out, what, I would say 15 years ago? Yeah, if that. Maybe 20. It's been, it's been yeah. a while. Right. It's been a minute. If you haven't watched that documentary, go watch it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like That's your homework. Watch that movie. It'll change your life. You will see a world that you didn't know existed. <laughs> yes. With full of characters. Is it this show that we have the Donkey Kong kill screen on? Or is no that's it's the, the Patreon. Patreon show? Yeah. We end the we end our extended show right. with hey, is there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Right. It's from that documentary. That is where the majority of the world got introduced to Billy Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to watch it. It's an epic battle of good and evil. Yeah, before then, he was kind of a no-name amongst this community. Yes, right. And now... he Everybody knows him. Enough yes. that he has his own barbecue sauce brand. Right. <laughs> Which kills me. And also, Billy Mitchell himself, he really fancies himself a celebrity, I think. He does. Like, he thinks he is world-renowned... One of the better Video things game about player. it all yeah. is he thinks he's so much a bigger deal than, than what he actually he is. is. Yeah. Yes. He's a huge deal among all of these video game dorks. But if he were to walk into the mall in Tuscaloosa, if this movie hadn't existed, mm-hmm. nobody would know who he was. But he expects people to know who right. he is. And he acts like everybody knows who he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in a small way, it's almost a little bit inspiring. It's great. It makes you want to believe sure. in him. Now, he's got a wife as hot as a firecracker. Yeah. Or he did. I don't know if they split up or anything. I think they're still... You don't leave Billy Mitchell. You, you never leave Billy Mitchell. <laughs> you got a man like that on you your You would arm. have to be crazy, an yeah. insane, crazy person to leave Billy Mitchell. Yes, right. I think you have to be an insane, crazy person to be with him, too. <laughs> but either way. All right. That's who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Pause the podcast. Go watch it. Come back, listen to this story. If you have watched it, enjoy. Okay, the king is returned. Yes, Billy- and it it is. It's amazing to me that we're still talking about this. Yeah, again, this this was an old movie when I watched right. it, and we shout out to me for telling you about yes, this movie. I knew I knew nothing about it until you told me about That's right. it. Who who would have thought out of the two of us, I would know about (laughs) an obscure Donkey Kong documentary. (laughs) And now in 2024, there's still new developments Uh, that are are taking place. And in this movie, he plays a guy or like he competes. Well, he never competes because he's a coward. (laughs) Head to head with a guy named Steve Wiebe, who we've interviewed on this podcast before. So you can go back. If you haven't watched this, find that episode. It's been probably what three years ago. It's been a while, but it's before they redecorated my office at work because I remember sitting there doing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we got a lot of history with Billy Mitchell, (laughs) and he has returned. Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong records are reinstated after a multiple year dispute with Twin Galaxies. (laughs) Now I don't know if this. I didn't read this article. I. If you Twin Galaxies is like the governing body for video game records. It if, was started by a guy yeah. whose name was 
Walter Day. Yes, Walter Day. (laughs) (laughs) It was just some guy. Just a dude. But he started this website where he was like, you know, keeping track of like the highest scores on all these old classic arcade games. Yeah. And he took it very, very seriously. Very seriously. And he would wear like a referee shirt. Yes. And he was himself a guitar player and singer. And he, (laughs) it seems like he he really... Looked up to Billy Mitchell. Like he Billy Mitchell Billy was Mitchell. like his hero. He was. It his was hero. like Billy Mitchell was Walter Day's Nick Saban. That's right. <laughs> and because Billy Mitchell's got some disposable income, I think he kind of paid him some money, and he kind of kept Twin Galaxies afloat, afloat sort of. Yeah. Right. In return, Walter Day he kind of made sure Billy that was Billy Mitchell's records were at the top of the right. list. Now, he owned several records, not just Donkey Kong. I think he owned like a Miss Pac-Pan record for a while. To this day, I think he's the first person to ever play a perfect game of Pac-Man. Yeah. Which is impressive. Very impressive. Not going to take that away from him. <laughs> he's got amazing hand-eye coordination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. But anyway, Twin Galaxies was sold. Yes. And the new people came in, and they were like, hey, Billy Mitchell's a cheater, because it came out that he very likely... Cheated. Cheated. Right. He used like a, a hacked ROM of Modified a Modified board. Yeah. To like video record his high score. Right. And they were like, he's a cheater and we're taking away his records. Right. Billy Mitchell never won to shy away from He a loves fight. a little bit of controversy. <laughs> Unless he, it's Steve Weeby. Yeah. He shied away from him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he sued Twin Galaxies. Right. And six years ago, yeah. he sued him. They've been working on, they've been, this has right. been litigated for six years. Yes. And poor old Steve Weeby set the record in his garage while his kid was needing him to wipe his butt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've said too much about the movie. All right. <laughs> Nearly six years after this, the dispute first began, Billy Mitchell's record Donkey Kong scores have officially been restored by Twin Galaxies. In a statement posted on its website, Twin Galaxies announced that all of Mitchell's scores have been reinstated on its historical database after first being removed back in 2018. They include the 1,047,200 score um, shown in the documentary King of Kongs, the (laughs) 1,050,200 run referred to as the Mortgage Broker score, and the 1,062,800 performance known as the Boomer Score. I didn't know they named the scores like that. I didn't. Kinda- I do know that after that documentary came out and made the splash it did, there is now a huge community of people playing classic Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And so now the, the the guy who holds the record now, he's like way past that. Like Steve yeah. Weeby. I think he's somewhere around 15 now. Yeah. And Billy Mitchell's scores that used to be at the top are probably around that same area. Yeah. Because a new generation has just taken this further than it was ever supposed to go. Yeah, right. That said, his records have been reinstated. Yeah. It's like Eddie Van Halen was the greatest guitar player when he came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And then now there's like 12-year-old Asian kids playing, right. playing Eruption on YouTube with their toes. You know, yeah. it's just the way the world works. So. Um, Mitchell was originally banned from Twin Galaxies after a forum poster presented evidence that he may have been playing on a MAME, a well-known arcade emulator, in violation of the site's rules. 
Mitchell's records were also expunged from the Guinness Book World of Records, but were reinstated in 2020 after eyewitness accounts, expert gameplay analysis, and hardware verification. According to Twin Galaxies, the scores were restored after Dr. Michael Zidia, an engineering expert working on behalf of Mitchell, determined that Mitchell's arcade hardware may have been unmodified after all. Oh, man, they they drug his name through the mud. (laughs) In his report, Zidia said the visual anomalies could potentially be attributed to aging hardware components and Mitchell submitted videotapes being copies of copies. The Nintendo Donkey Kong boards are old and their various electronic parts are aging at different rates. As those components near failure, the potential for visual artifacts increases This means there's no way to compare different Donkey Kong boards as their component failures most likely are in different parts. This includes the power supplies that power the Donkey Kong boards, Zidia wrote. As these power supplies age, we have no way of measuring how the aging will impact Donkey Kong boards' operations and visual display. As such, there may not be any way to compare recordings from the same board done at different times. In my opinion, component aging could produce the anomalies at issue. Twin Galaxies' mandate is to verify that submissions meet verification guidelines, not to investigate how they were produced. Um, the latter area seems remains available to experts such as Dr. Zidia and other interested parties who may examine and assess the matters for individual purposes. Uh, Mitchell quoted Ten Quinn Galaxy's statement and wrote, Today, January 16, 2024, Twin Galaxies has reinstated all of the video game world records that I achieved in my career effective immediately. I am relieved and satisfied to reach this resolution after an almost six-year ordeal and look forward to pursuing my unfinished business elsewhere. <laughs> unfinished business elsewhere. His high-score career <clears throat> extends back to the 1980s when he famously achieved a perfect score in Pac-Man. He was also f- the first player to beat 1 million points in Donkey Kong back in 2005. His battle for the Donkey Kong high-score championship with challenger Steve Wiebe was famously chronicled in the documentary King of Kong's A Fistful of Quarters. But for all of his notoriety, Mitchell's scores aren't quite enough to top the modern Donkey Kong leaderboards. That honor goes to Robbie Lakeman, who achieved a score of 1,272,800 in 2021. Hmm. So, I mean, doubled him up by about 220,000 points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a new generation that has just taken this way further than it was ever supposed to go. Sure. Also, I don't know if you mentioned that in that article, but when they talk about these scores of a million, like the counter actually doesn't go that high, right. but it just clicks over and they just keep counting from right. there. Yeah, so, well, it goes to like 999,000. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just rolls back to zero. And then they so they just keep on yeah, counting. Yeah, so you just add it up. Manually, yeah. 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 Well, Billy, you're not going to keep Billy Mitchell down. No. Ever. We didn't even mention that he sued a YouTuber for like putting out a video explaining how he was how a he cheater. Cheated? Yeah, he sued that guy. And then <laughs> I think that guy actually ended up killing himself. Oh no. For something unrelated, but still. 
Yeah. Billy Mitchell killed a man. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Watch out. He's going to come after you. <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Don't, don't come at the king. <laughs> He's the ultimate villain. He killed a man. If he did sue us. Yeah, I would probably ask him for his autograph while we Definitely. were in court. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, can I get a selfie? Well, like if he sued me and you, what's he gonna get? Nothing. Well, he's really. he's gonna get what uh, uh, Alex Jones, yeah. like debtors are gonna get. Yes, yeah. Right. Oh, I'll go bankrupt so fast. <laughs> he will never touch me. <laughs> he don't even know. But. I would make a mockery of the trial. <laughs> I would have so much fun. <laughs> Come on, Billy, sue us, man. Come on. I think you're awesome, Billy. Really. I I, I think you're a coward for not head up playing Steve Weeby in the movie and just mm-hmm. walking around trying to intimidate him while he's on a beach vacation with his family. <laughs> yes. They're out on the beach, and he's like in the lobby playing Donkey Kong. What a beautiful world we live in. <laughs> that that whole culture can exist and people are pumped on it. Yeah. And then guys like me and you can watch it and just make fun of them for the rest of our lives. <laughs> beautiful. Although Steve Weeby, he was a normal dude. He was oh, like yeah. a you know, like a high school science teacher and lost his job. He just really liked Donkey Kong. He just liked Donkey Kong. And he was like, I think I can, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good enough at this game. I can beat the high score. Right. And he did. Right. He videotaped it. And Walter Day was like, well, no, you got to do it in person. Yeah. They gave him a hard time about it. Yeah. And so he went to a, Uh, like like a, a, like an arcade. What they call it? Twin Lakes. It was some, it was some, arcade somewhere and they were like we all like this arc this is the best arcade yeah this you is- need to do it in person in right. the arcade well he did that right and that's where you get the hey there's a donkey kong kill screen coming up <laughs> he killed the donkey kong game right there he did. in the arcade in public yeah and then billy mitchell sends in his little videotape right and he's like and it's like it's he's got a higher score yeah and Billy Mitchell was like, "Well, when I wait a minute, I said you didn't like my videotape. I had to do it in yeah. In Steve real was life. like, "Hey, y'all made me come all the way out here to do that. I had to waste vacation days to do this. Yes, yeah, and that's because Walter Day was in Billy Mitchell's back pocket this whole time. Yeah, he's the real culprit in the whole thing. <laughs> but he no longer owns Twin Galaxies. Nope. And the new owners were like, "We're not putting up with your crap. Yeah. But now." They're putting up with this crap again. They probably just got to be like, look, we're tired of fighting this. <laughs> just put him back up there. He's going to be so far down the list, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And yeah, let it go away. And that's it. And now I bet you everything he submits now, they're going to be like, nah, I don't, nah, no, nah, we're, <laughs> we're not doing it. They probably added some language to their websites like, we have the right to refuse any submissions yeah. or something like that. And they'll just screw him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So. And that may be the ultimate win for them. I but he'll just sue them again. Yeah. But then and, they're going to be like, well, we have a disclaimer. And I have a feeling that this is not the last oh. we've seen of Billy Mitchell. He, right. He's not going away. Yeah. No. He will never go away <laughs> until he dies. When he dies, I may go to his funeral. Like, what if we make that a, a pilgrimage? Yeah. And we wear. I hope his tombstone is like a giant Pac-Man. Oh sure. <laughs> we go wear Steve Weeby t-shirts. Yeah. You know, like I support Steve at his webs at his uh, funeral. That'd be pretty good. Man, I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that to his fine widow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Let's talk about another record setter, and that is Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, I made some red beans and rice Nice uh, The other night And put it in there Put some sausage in it too Oh man it's great And it, it goes well On anything you can think Of putting it on Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice Goes with anything And it'll change your life On the website CajunCurl.com You can order The Bayou Blended Spice And you can also find Recipes that are Absolutely mind blowing You can locate Your nearest retailer Or order your own if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All right, listen up, Squirrel. Mom, my mama went to the Piggly Wiggly on Larley Wallace, and she said they were out of Cajun Curl, Uh-oh. so you need to get it restocked. <laughs> it's also available at Val's Fresh Market, uh, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart, and the Piggly Wiggly down in Taylorville. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to questions? Okay. We have a couple questions. Nice. It hasn't been that long since we recorded, right? (laughs) Uh, If you have your own questions, you can go on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and ask them in the questions, questions, questions sub-channel. Or you can go to our website, that's earthoddity.net, and you can submit them to us straight from there. Our first question comes from the website, comes from Mr. Smith. Okay. He says, uh, hello and happy new year to you. Thanks for the giggles. My question is, if white folk in rural mountains are called hillbillies, what are black folk in the hills called? I'm not trying to be offensive with this. I was listening to Cajun and Zydeco music when this question appeared in my mind. (laughs) I thought that John is, uh, in his wisdom, might be able to help. Many thanks. I don't know that I can say what the hillbillies call them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I think if you just live in the mountains, you're a hillbilly nowadays. I was just fixing to say, I don't think the term hillbilly should be strictly confined to to people who are of white descent. We're not gatekeeping the term hillbillies here. Right. I think if Randy Moss would consider himself a hillbilly, he grew up in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you live in the mountains and you like bluegrass music and you NASCAR, (laughs) that's Randy. Randy Moss loves NASCAR, bass fishing, all that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should be able to, the term should equally apply to you. Right. You've earned your title. Yes. Randy Moss. That's right. As hillbilly. Yes. Randy Moss is a great football player. Yes. He's also a very funny dude, too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everybody's a hillbilly if you live in the hills. Yeah, so the yeah. term for black folk who live in the hills would uh, also be hillbilly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, hillbillies. Mm-hmm. That works. Our next question comes from Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire. 
this isn't a controversial ta- or a controversial question at all. Okay. Would you rather live as a tranny for a month or start another restaurant? Oh, that's a good question. I would probably, I mean, if do I get to keep my genitalia? That's the question. Because you only got to go for a month. Yeah. I mean, I could wear a dress for a month. Yeah. That ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about like shaving. Well, I don't have a lot of hair on my legs, so <laughs> I'm virtually hairless from the waist down. You have to wear a wig. Yeah. I mean, a wig is no big deal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would probably pick a tranny. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be tough on some of my friends, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I would probably pick that. A restaurant is very hard work mm-hmm. and harder than wearing heels and a dress yeah, and a wig. Right. Yeah, walking in heels would be tough. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I, I've got balance like a cat. I feel like I can get that down. <laughs> May actually make it look like I got a butt. So, um, yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking being a, Female for a month, identifying as a female for a month. Mm-hmm. Do I get to go in the women's restroom? Yes. Especially at Target. <laughs> yes, they you They encourage do. it there, I heard. <laughs> the answer is yes, John. Yes, okay. you do. That's great. Yeah. Not really because I've cleaned women's restrooms many times. They're always mm-hmm. way nastier than guys. Public restrooms. Yeah. I don't know about... You, know, you can also if play the in the WNBA. Listen, I don't know how your husband does it. What? I said you can also play in the WNBA. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> I might get a swimming record in there. Yeah. Yeah, I make the most out of this month. I've, I've <laughs> set an NCAA swimming record. I've, I've dominated the WNBA. They would crush me. Top 10 women's chess. Sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would pick I would pick that for a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the over arrest. Y'all don't understand how hard it is. Everybody thinks it's easy. It's so difficult. What about like a snow cone stand? No, that that not even that. I've been in the snow cone business. Well, my very first job was making snow cones. Like <laughs> yes. like non family job was making snow cones. Mm-hmm. I did not like that job. Didn't go well. Got fired. By the youth minister at First Baptist who owned the <laughs> snow cone place. Yeah. Uh also been in the slushy business before. Didn't enjoy or what what do you call those things? Smoothie business before. Mm-hmm. Didn't enjoy that either. Hmm. It's just it's just difficult. The just the actual work is difficult. Yeah. And everybody treats you like you're stupid, hmm. you know, because you're working in a restaurant. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm not an idiot. You're an idiot. You're the one paying money for food. <laughs> you know, like you're paying double cost for this right now. Right. You could go home and make it. So, yeah. Uh, and our last question comes from That's Our Bobbo. He says, can you believe this crap? Uh, if you're talking about Coach Saban, no, I can't. If you're talking about <laughs> President Biden, yes, I can. If you're talking about our Congress, yes, I can. Yeah. I can't believe that Saban left us. <laughs> it hurt so bad. So bad. Yeah. That's the way it goes. You know, nothing lasts forever. No. Yeah. Meditate on this, y'all. Every single human relationship that you ever have or ever will have will either end in tragedy or death. Yeah. There you go. There's not one of them that will ever have a happy ending. Well, I mean, sometimes death can be a happy ending. Oh, yes, but it's still death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're a Christian, death ain't the end of, of it all. You know, it's just the end of this chapter, right? Yeah, but it's just it's not fun. You're ruining you're yeah. ruining my quotes. <laughs> I mean, it's not fun. Like if I go home tonight and Dieter's dead. Yeah. You know, knock on wood, heaven heaven forbid that happens. 
Tiny's going to call up and be like, what a happy ending. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to be like, you know, no, it's a home going and all that stuff. (laughs) I will be devastated and crushed. But I'll be like, well, you know. Maybe she'll recognize me when we get to heaven. <laughs> There's some different theology on that. I don't know for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Man, I don't want my wife to die, though. Like, I don't even know how to get into our bank account. <laughs> you know? like, I don't know any of that. Yeah. And I would probably go off a deep end, too. So mm. I have to die before Deidre dies. That's been my plan all along. Well, uh, comforting news. Most I would of the time say that this, happens. Statistically, their odds are in your favor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I feel like I got a good maybe 20 years left in me. I need to get her old enough to where she can't, you know, live it up with some dude that's hotter than me. <laughs> Yeah. Because if I like die now, Mm -hmm. you know, within a year, she's hooking up with somebody else. Of course. Right. Yeah. There's going to be dudes coming out of the woodwork, Mm -hmm. sending messages, all of that. I can't have that. I can't be in heaven enjoying myself. (laughs) Knowing that she's having fun, too. (laughs) Knowing that she's giving some other man a (laughs) blowjob. I can't take that. I can't take that. That's maybe, not paradise. Maybe God just wouldn't tell you. Hopefully I can't. I, in my mind, I know it doesn't work this way, but in my mind, I think everybody in heaven gets to watch what's going on down here. Uh, you've been listening to too much country music. <laughs> I may have read a John Hagee book once that said something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can't have that. I can't have her hooking up with somebody else. <laughs> it would be so fast, too. <laughs> and then she'd realize, like, what a loser I am. I yeah. got her fooled pretty good, which is, I mean, pro tip for all you guys out there. Well, not all you guys. For all you younger guys out there, lock your wife down in high school, you know? <laughs> before, before she figures out what's out there. Right, before she figures out that there's cooler, smarter people out there. You got to you gotta know how to play the game, yeah. right? I don't know what I would do if I was trying to find a woman now. Like if Deidre died, I don't think I would ever get with another woman because I don't think I could convince another woman to <laughs> like me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think initially I could probably get a few dates out of them, and then there's just be like, this dude is a freak, mm-hmm. and he's kind of fat, and he's got a weird body. Yeah, this isn't going to work. So I'll be single forever, which is fine. But, yeah, she'll be hooking up maybe within six months. Man, in my situation where I still, I mean, we still have a relatively young kids. Yeah. If 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 I suddenly found myself single, mm-hmm. man, working a full time, be a single dad. Yeah, that's that's rough. My plan is to find another wife quick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or else I am yeah. screwed. If I was, if my kids were older, if they were like, you know, teenaging up. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, well, I can I can mourn properly. You know, Libby's 13, and I don't know that I could navigate the waters of young womanhood by myself. <laughs> right. My plan is to go join, like, the Church of God and find a woman that wears, like, a full-length denim skirt <laughs> <laughs> that can cook real good. Yeah. Bring her in, help her raise my daughter, then discard her once Libby's <laughs> out on her own. I'm giving it a little bit of thought. Yeah. yeah. That's 
Yeah. I don't want my wife to die. I got to die before. 20 years is perfect. Libby will be 33, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all. she's already married, started maybe starting a family, all that good stuff. They don't need me anymore after that. So that's that's about it. Well, one thing we need to do as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. Seriously, guys, thank you so much for supporting us. If you donate at the 10 or above tier, we would like to thank you by name. And those fine individuals are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Thank you guys so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have a few tiers, but the $5 tier gets you Earth Oddity Extended. That's an extra show we do after this one. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up the extension today? Okay, I'm going to talk about a guy who got in a little trouble on the airplane. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I will just say beware the Florida herpes monkeys. <laughs> okay. Perfect. And we'll probably have some other banter as well. Yeah. So join up. Yeah, Become a come patron. On, join on in. Yeah. If you think it's wild out here, wait till you get in the <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. No. Once you it. get in, there's no going back. Yeah. It's like a gang. <laughs> blood in, blood out, baby. Yeah. You got anything else? No, that's it. Well, you've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmelt.net, or you can go to our website, that is earthoddity.net, and you can submit an email to us straight from there. If you would like to tweet at us on X, we are at underscore earthoddity on X. You can check out show art, that's underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, John, here we are in the patron extension. We're here again. As always. I don't think we really uh, had any small talk at the beginning of the free show. No. We just went straight into uh, all his vanity. Well, like, yeah, Our the, coach is gone. The world is crumbling around us. <laughs> yes. that, that's fine. I'm, I'm not worried about that.